Before we get into discussing our favorite women of Bravo, I just want to remind you that you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or Stitcher. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us five stars. That helps us reach more people and makes us easier to find. For more information, go to our website at housewives-historians.simplecast.com. That's simplecast.com. And as always, all episodes of The Real Housewives are available on Hulu if you'd like to watch ahead of time and follow along with us each week. And reach out to me, Jordan McKenzie. That's at McKenzie on Instagram or Twitter. J-A-Y-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-E-E on Instagram or Twitter with any questions, comments, or if you want to be a guest on our show. And with that, enjoy. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Housewives Historians Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan McKenzie, and joined with me as... Oh, wait. No, sorry. Amanda Brown is not here today, guys. I'm sorry to disappoint all of you um, brownheads or whatever Amanda's <laughs> fans are called. <laughs> the Amandies. <laughs> um, she's not here today. She is not under the weather. She just has to work because uh, she has a lot of bills to pay and she's a hardworking woman and we respect that. So she will be back next week. I promise you. Well, I actually cannot make that promise, but uh, it's <laughs> I'm sure she will be back. She's never she's only missed one day. So we'll, we'll get that out of the way. But no, Amanda's not here. I'm so very sorry to report. However, um, when I was thinking of somebody to cover for Amanda, I couldn't think of anyone better than friend of 15 years childhood friend, old school companion, cohort, enemy, and friend, <laughs> Jill, Catherine Jillian Gensel, but she goes by Jill. How are you, Jill? I'm doing okay. That was a spectacular intro. Thank you very much. I think I think you deserved it. You've never been on the show before, so the audience doesn't really know who you are. Right. Um, but just to go in, uh, just to give a little icebreaker, what's your favorite memory of me? I'm trying to think of one that doesn't put me in a bad light. Um, I would say my favorite memory of you is um, after our first big fight in high school, I was just, I was kind of exhausted. I was tired of fighting with you. And so I trapped you in the prop closet of our high school and I said, can we just stop? Can we just be friends? I'm sure I was so indignant too. I was just you know, like, you were done too. I think yeah. it had been a long month. <laughs> And we were 16, so, you know. Uh, a lot of things went down in that drama school, drama high school prop department little closet. I remember that a lot. A lot of gossip sessions. No real makeup session, makeout sessions because everyone was either gay or a straight woman. Right, not for us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really happy to have you here. I'm glad you uh, were able to come. You've listened to the shows. You know how we do things around here. Technically, you are a housewife virgin if I had to put a label on you. Yes, but no, I've seen some episodes here and there. Right, we've lived together in the past, right. and you've seen me on the couch, balls deep in a bag of, <laughs> a bag of corn chips, watching a reunion oh, or two. No. So No, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've like watched a whole episode here and there, but no, I'm not an avid listener or watcher. I am an avid listener of your podcast. Okay, the good to know, good to hear. I am not an avid watcher of the Housewives franchises. Um, before we get into the muck of today, I gotta say, what was your opinion of the Potomac Girls? Because we've done a lot of Potomac recently, for whatever reason the gods of the bowls of the the picking of the bowls has really given us some potomac wonders uh you were telling me earlier how you weren't really expecting them 
to either like look the way they were or just sort of who like you got a first you know a, a first class look at who they were and what did you think um yeah i was a little surprised by everyone's appearance because i'd watched none of it but listened to many episodes that you guys had done of uh, the Potomac ladies. And I didn't expect anybody to look the way that they looked except for Giselle. Giselle was like spot on. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody else. I was like, Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't know why I thought that. And for some reason I thought Ashley was going to be white. I don't know know what was going on there, but I really thought she was. Maybe it's her voice in the clips. because I have a note about her voice somewhere (laughs) along in the show, but um, no, they're all beautiful. They're ethnic beautiful. Women, yes. They're um, problematic. A, a little silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, it was a fun episode, so I I enjoyed watching it. It wasn't it wasn't a wasted hour of my life. I would say. Good to hear. I don't want anyone think to think that people are here against their will. So everyone comes right. with. <laughs> um, I want to get a few little things out of the way because a few things happened this week that I want to get your bend your ear on. Um, did you hear about this? There's a Practical Magic prequel series coming to HBO. Did you ever see that movie Practical Magic? You know I did. <laughs> yes, I know you did. <laughs> um, no, I loved that movie. Um, sometimes when I hear a cricket chirping, I still get nervous. I was going to say, I remember as a kid being like weirdly scared of crickets. Yes. Like just the idea of like, oh, this is like a death omen. Because that was the whole point now, of the moment. Yes. The movie was that like her husband was... did. Like, the cricket chirped for her husband's death. It was a right. curse but he on wasn't the women the in their family. Okay. Yes. Okay. And there was like this whole like Nicole Kidman was dating a drug addict and then they killed him. Or Not no, spoilers for Practical Magic. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> but no, HBO is, they're taking a practical approach to greenlighting a new prequel series to the film. So it's a prequel. So it's going to be based around the aunts of that movie. Okay. But they're like younger years. I thought it was Netflix. I had heard about it. I saw it today um, on Facebook. And I thought it was Netflix, but I, I'm actually, that makes me very excited to know that it's HBO because I think they'll do a better job. And it's going to be a show, not a movie. So it's going right. to be like a whole series um, about that movie. You know, I was, and I was like really, because the soundtrack to that movie was so good. Do you remember oh that? Like God. this, was yes. it that this kiss, this yes. kiss? Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't have the rights to that, but oh gosh, yeah, I could listen it. to it. They'll all get you. Day. Um, no, I, I love Sandra Bullock in general. I don't mm-hmm. think she's ever done a dud film, you know? Like, uh, I saw one. Which, was it the one with the mailbox? Uh, no, that one was bad, though, too. <laughs> but she was great in it. It was Keanu. Don't, yeah. don't. Was it like they were t- talking to each other throughout time and they, the yeah. mailbox was the centerpiece of time-space continuum? They letters yes. through the mailbox and it, it transpassed <laughs> time. I don't know. It was silly. That one was silly. No, the bad one was where she was like a weather girl. And I just remember oh. she was blonde, and I don't like Sandra Bullock blonde. I'm a very proud brunette woman, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Just, it. I don't know. She looked kind of sick, too. It washed her out. <laughs> but, um, no, she – and I remember she wore these big red boots, and the boots were fabulous, but the movie was trash. What was the movie called? Was it the one where she was a weather girl, but she died, and she had to, like – she knew where her death was when her, she was going to die? Because I think that was Angelina Jolie, not Sandra No, Bullock. then it wasn't. It was We're not going to go down this rabbit hole. It doesn't matter. But, um, I, would, I would look it up, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I mean, tune in next week. We're going to have the, the accurate <laughs> facts of whatever Weather Girl movie Sandra Bullock was in. But no, she's such. She's just a timeless actress. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever been just... And I, obviously, she's not going to be involved in this project. <laughs> but um, yeah, just, you know, practical magic. I love that they're doing... They're, they're trying to make these 90s movies a thing again, you know? Yeah. 
I just, I, they just put that Now and Then movie on Netflix, which we and you are so yes. obsessed with, um, which I do want to talk about because, so if you <laughs> haven't seen Now and Then, it stars Demi Moore, Rosie O'Donnell, um, Christina Ricci. It's just a timeless, great children's film from the 90s about powerful females. You know, it's about a coming of age, which I think the film made me gay. I do. <laughs> um because I was rented every every week when we would go to the video store. But no, they put it on Netflix and I rewatched it and I was like, oh my God, this film is like, it, it. first of all, Devin Sawa was like my first male crush. He, I think Devin Sawa was better than JTT, if I had to say. Oh no. You think JTT was the bigger hottie? I had the biggest crush on JTT. I had this like little girl daydream one time we were driving to Disney and we were, it was right after they'd put the Tower of Terror in. Which <laughs> you know, is that still there? Um, I'm sure it, I mean, that's a classic. But it's just falling to your I death. I had this little daydream that I was like on the Tower of Terror ride with JTT, and he was like, like arm around my shoulders, comforting me that it was gonna be okay. And I was just like in the back seat as my brother was like being annoying and poking me, and I was just like, oh, JTT, I love you so much. Oh. It's um, a lot. I'm not the yeah. right person for what you just said. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just, Devin Sawa was there for me, though, because he was in that Casper movie, too, yeah. which I loved. And he was only in the very end of it. But once, you know, Christina Ricci, like, saw his real human form and they they kissed, I was just like, oh, Devin Sawa's the one for me. Mm-hmm. And Devin Sawa was in this weird movie from the 90s with Rick Moranis, where it's about a little fledgling football team, and it was called Little Giants. Um, yeah, and, that was a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was part of the, like, plucky, like, little football team, mm-hmm. and he was, like, the jock kid, and he was so sexy. He was the one that was old. good. He yeah. and the girl. Yeah. He and the girl were the good ones, and they and had all the losers. Else, yeah. <laughs> but they won the game at the end of the movie. Spoilers for Little Giants <laughs> from 1995. Trigger warning on this whole thing if you want to watch any 90s movies. Don't. <laughs> but, no, I like this resurgent and, like, this 90s vibe of bringing these old movies back um so yeah i think that's a good thing um moving on have you heard of this so there's a war on twitter it's the chicken sandwich wars Mm. now earlier this week popeyes introduced their new crispy chicken sandwich i've eaten it you have okay so hold your thoughts Mm -hmm. first i haven't eaten it yet I don't do fast food that much either, so... I do. Okay, so <laughs> so basically, Popeye's put out their new chi- crispy chicken sandwich, and everyone on Twitter was abuzz, and they, you know... And you know how these fast food places, their, their little Twitter people will, like, do, like, a little funny tweet shading the other fast food? Right. So, like, Chick-fil-A had a little shady tweet about Popeye's sandwich, and then Popeye had something to say back, and then Wendy's got involved in it. And so it was this whole big Twitter beef. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, because it's about chicken. That's right. <laughs> but no, the big, the big three involved were Popeye's, Wendy's, and Chick-fil-A. Now, go ahead. Now, if I had to say who my favorite out of those three, it would only be Chick-fil-A because that's what I would eat them if I had to choose out of those three. But no, I don't eat Chick-fil-A that much. I, mean, I really isn't don't. Isn't that problematic though? And it is problematic for me, but hey, here's the thing. If I like a milkshake. Yeah. And so if, if more of these places had a good viable milkshake, I would probably go there. But I like a I I like a thick creamy milkshake. Yeah. So if if, if that's I mean, that's why I prefer Chick-fil-A to any anything else. Because I, I have a sweet tooth. Regardless, what did you think of the Popeye's crispy chicken sandwich that premiered this week? It was better than Chick-fil-A. Okay. That's what that's what most of people said. Um, they said it was seasoned better yeah. and it had more uh, like things on it. Did you ever have old Chick-fil-A before they changed the chicken? Probably high school, middle school. Yeah. A long time ago. It was. Dank. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it was so good. No, it was so much more moist. There was something about the, the breading that they used that was like crunchier while the inside was very much more moist and like, Oh my God, their chicken biscuits in the morning with those chicken, like the better chicken in it. 
stuff of dreams. Um, but then they changed it at some point. Like I stopped eating Chick-fil-A for a couple of years. When Did the they whole... just change a farm to like a little low rent chicken farm? Like... I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know if it's about the quality of the chicken or, um, I mean, maybe they started getting better chicken that's not pumped full of like, you know, hormones and liquids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I, if that's what it takes, I'm already eating fast food, so give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was better. Um, I tried it because my fiance's brother is obsessed with Chick-fil-A. I think he eats it every single day. Uh-huh. If not every single day, then like five to six days a week. Uh-huh. That's about all he eats is chicken. Uh-huh. And uh, he posted in our little like family group chat thing that we have on iMessage, and he said... It is better. The Popeyes. He said the Popeyes. He said, it's true. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's better than Chick-fil-A. And so I said, Cameron, we have to go try it. <laughs> Cameron being my fiance. And so we did. And it was delicious. And it was cold, too. But see, thing. Popeyes has always been chicken, right? Yeah. It's always been, we're the chicken spot. You know where, what we're about. Right. So it's not like they're going out of their way to try something different. Right. They're just... They're just perfecting what they've already, or did they not have a chicken sandwich? It was just, I don't know you could get ever, fried chicken. You could get fried chicken and you could get strips and you could get chicken livers. Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm a fan of a chicken I liver. I love a chicken liver. I'm a country girl. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know the whole backstory on that. I enjoy a Popeye's run, but it's not I one like of my, po- like, I like a Popeye's. I just don't get around to it that exactly. much. Exactly. It's not one of my, the first things that pops into yeah. my head, like Chick-fil-A is, unfortunately. But, um. Yeah, it was really good, and we were eating it once it was cold because we live out in the middle of nowhere, and he had to drive it home about 20 minutes. Oh. So, and it was still good. It was still good. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I don't, it was fresh and hot and delicious. I don't even know what to tell you. Well, Popeyes, if you guys want to give us a sponsor, let us know. We'd be glad to sell hot, crispy (laughs) chicken sandwiches. I'll sing all day. All day. I mean, look, just to put a little end note on this. Chick-fil-A has its own issues. So honestly, you probably should be eating a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. But now they've been dethroned. That's right. As the supreme chicken sandwich people. Now, if Popeyes would just make a morning biscuit, I would be forever in their gratitude. I don't I, know if they do or not. Th- I feel like they have to have some sort of a breakfasty menu. But we'll 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 fig- we'll, we'll do the do our due diligence and we'll get back Update to you on next that. week. Yes. Meanwhile, it's since Amanda's not here, I feel like I should do the honors with you. Okay. So it is time okay. to give you. A BuzzFeed, a BuzzFeed quiz. quiz. Yes. Okay. Hit it, Parker. Okay, so I didn't really prepare one because they're all, this week they're all a little kind of like, nothing really like speaks to me. So we're going to play a little round, a BuzzFeed roulette. Okay. So my finger is going to go willy-nilly across my phone. And whenever you want me to stop, whatever my finger lands on, that's the quiz we're going to do. Okay. And what I will say to make it canon... Whatever your result is, will apply to Amanda as well. Okay, so, good. yes, this is going this is going onto Amanda's BuzzFeed record. Okay, good. And so you don't have to answer if you were Amanda. Answer is yourself. Okay. But the the selection will include Amanda's life as well. So, whenever okay. you're ready, just tell me to stop, and I will select a random BuzzFeed quiz. Quiz. Stop. Okay. Design your dream home, and we'll tell you how many kids you have. Oh, dear. Okay, so I have a feeling this is going to be a lot of pictures, so I'm going to describe them to the best I can. Ooh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's all pictures. Uh-oh. Okay. We, we might need to do a different Yeah, we one. might have to redo it, because we're too far apart in the room to That's be able fine. to... Yeah. It felt a little too real, anyway. Yeah, it just hit a little close to home. Give me another spin. <laughs> Give it another spin. All right, all right. Are you going? Mm-hmm. 
Stop. Okay. We 100% know your zodiac sign uh-huh. based on your aesthetical taste. It's oh, all dear. pictures again. Oh, okay, I'm just going to, you know what? Just do it yourself. Are you more like a cactus or an aloe vera plant? That's what we're going to do. Aloe, okay, <laughs> I can get down with that. I like. Okay, so this quiz, one. this is the quiz we're doing. Are you more like a cactus or an aloe vera plant? Mm-hmm. And here we go. <laughs> your date has salad in his teeth. What do you do? You tell him? You try to subtly give him hints? You don't do anything, or you laugh. And sorry, I accidentally gendered the, the question. There's no gender here. I didn't. Say, I didn't mean to say you try to give him subtle hints. You just try to give subtle hints. Uh huh. Okay, so that's you, okay. Yes. I do date him. So, <laughs> so you do I date mean, him not anymore because I'm engaged. <laughs> okay. and I'm not allowed to. But um, so I think I'm gonna have to go with laugh because I literally almost blurted out laugh, and then I was like, oh, that's not. We this is not a type it in quiz. <laughs> okay, so you're laughing. So it may not be what I would actually do, but it's what I almost yelled at you. So. Do you and your fiance go on dates ever? <laughs> <laughs> um, we do sometimes. Okay, good. good. <laughs> Um, which Noel sister do you relate to more? Oh, dear. Beyonce or Solange? Probably Solange. Her wedding was beautiful. <laughs> okay. Finish this sentence. I am blank. Happy, powerful, hot, or kind? Kind. Kind. I like to think of myself as kind. What did you want to be as a child? A princess, doctor, singer, or a rich person? Um... Gosh, that's hard because I kind of wanted to be a princess and a singer. But I think more days than not, I dreamed about being like a cute little rock star singer. So we'll go with that. Okay. I wanted to be rich, 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 baby. Yeah, that's basically, I mean, they both get you there. So that was the idea. Uh, How do people describe you? Funny, honest, pure, wild, mean, or passionate? There's a little sprinkles of everything in there, I think. I don't, um... I don't know. Maybe funny. Do people describe me as funny? I think so. We'll go with that. Why not? <laughs> Maybe mean. <depending laughs> mean the closest I can. Depending on who you are and what I'm doing to you. I don't know. Um, what do you want to do right now? <laughs> <laughs> Call a friend, shower, eat, <laughs> or text someone. <laughs> I probably want to eat. <laughs> Think about those Popeye's crispy chicken sandwiches. That's right. We talked about it for too long. <laughs> Relationship status? Single, taken, it's complicated, or let's not talk about that. <laughs> Just say taken, I guess. I mean, it's kind of let's not talk about that, but <laughs> which not in th- a bad way. <laughs> which of these things do you like the most? Food, animals, work, or friends? Ooh. Hmm. I think we're nixing work off of this, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, work is... Who likes their work more than, like, food or animals or friends? Um, maybe some people do. Congrats to you. <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard one. I mean... I guess food. <laughs> because, like, hear me out. I like animals a lot, but if you get an animal, undoubtedly you're going to have to work. To take care of that animal. Correct. But if you just Uber Eats or DoorDash some food, you paid for it, but you didn't have to do any work. And friends are just off the table. I mean, I like They can friends, disappoint you. <laughs> food never will. I'm a loner. <laughs> Favorite activity, partying, going to the movies, karaoke, or playing sports? Um... <laughs> 
let's say going to the movies. <laughs> you enjoy a nice film. <laughs> yeah, I watch a lot of Netflix. Which do you relate to more, night or day? <laughs> Maybe night. You got I'm an Excel quiz child. here. Okay, night. Okay, so are you more like a cactus or an aloe vera plant? Well, guess what? You're aloe vera. Oh, yay. You're nice to everyone. Your kind nature is one of your most admirable traits. You do anything to help people, but that's the reason some people try to take advantage of you. Mm. But this kindness will take you far. Your heart is too big to sweat the small stuff. Oh. So you actually gave Amanda a very good, good um, average here because she usually gets shitty answers. So you helped her out a little bit. That's nice. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times when I listen and I'm taking the quiz along, uh, my answers would be very different than hers. So I think we skewed a different way. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know about this quiz specifically, but often enough. Then we'll keep this out of her record then, just to keep it pure. If you want. Okay, it's we'll see. You. <laughs> At the end of the year, we'll have, we'll have a compiled list <laughs> of all of Amanda's results, and um, we'll act accordingly from there. Okay. We love you, Amanda, and all of Amanda's fans. Okay, moving on. Let's get into our episode, guys. This week, we're back in Potomac. A lot of people have said that my bowls that we picked the episodes <laughs> out of are are rigged to be pro-Potomac. They They're not. Um, might be. For whatever reason, the piece of paper that has Potomac on it might just be a little bit more touchable and bigger and more appetizing. I don't know. Uh, but we're doing Real Housewives of Potomac Season 1, Episode 8, All Shades of Shade. This Episode originally aired on March 20th, 2016, <laughs> and we are going to get into our taglines. Let's do it. Taglines. So now we talk about these taglines every week because right. we did the same ones last week, but you weren't here, so let's get your takes on them. Okay. Um, we start with the Giselle. The word on the street is that I'm the word on the street. Now, if you haven't, I know you've been listening. So Giselle is very much the word on the street. Everyone knows what she's going going through and what she's doing. What was your opinion on Giselle? On Giselle or on her tagline? Giselle and her tagline, okay. all encompassing. That first, so the whole first little introduction mm -hmm. to her. Um, I thought it was a, I, I thought it was a little silly. Mm -hmm. It's not a well thought out tagline. I don't think. Especially knowing that as it goes on, she just keeps the same tagline and changes a <laughs> word does, here and there. Does. It's like, okay, maybe you're not the most inventive. You're gorgeous, but you're maybe not the most inventive. I'm person. still the word on the street. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, it's okay. Then we move on to Karen Huger. In Potomac, it's not about who you know. It's who you are, and I'm everything. We got a lot of Karen this episode. We did. What is your opinion on Karen? Karen is, I don't, I, I want to like Karen, but throughout this episode, she kept doing things that I just thought were so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uncalled for. And just like, I can't relate to that. And I don't think I ever will. And I hope I never do that. I don't know. I like her energy. I like her like. I'm a bad bitch and nobody's going to tell me otherwise, but I don't have to like run around and rub it in your face necessarily. Well, you don't I know what it's am. like to plan a big charity ball. So in your living room, in your living room, we'll get to that. Um, then we go to Katie Rost. I'm a ball and gala girl. It's my legacy and my calling. We have done a lot of Katie talk the past two weeks. Uh, we have some more to talk about this week. Um, 
as far as Katie goes, what are you feeling? Katie reminds me of somebody that becomes a serial killer. <laughs> like she's so very normal to the degree that it seems rehearsed. Right. And like scary. Like there's it's the glass eyes, but there's like menace behind them. They're, the lights are on, but nobody's there. Well, no, not that exactly. Somebody's there, but they're not gonna let you see who. Yeah. Until it's too late. <laughs> And I don't know, there's just a few minutes, like, uh, not a few minutes, a few times in this episode where I was like, you're scary. <laughs> but, like, not in an interesting way. You're scary in, like, a, oh, my God, you're going to bore me to death, but then stab me with an ice pick. Yeah, she's she's not, I will say, because I'm a well-versed and all of Potomac, but Katie has these moments where I, I want to, her to get her meds realigned a little bit. I don't I, I think something's misfiring a little bit somewhere along the way. She scares me too, I gotta say. Okay. Even in like current day Potomac, she's very much like, what is she capable of? Just in the in the way that the way she looks, like the way right. her wig choices sometimes current day are just not the greatest. Yeah. Um it's just, yeah. Ugh. But I love her. I love Katie and her drama. I really I really do. I don't know. Yeah, I like her a lot. Then we have Robin. I don't have a cookie cutter life, and I'm not apologizing for it. What were your opinions on Robin? Um, Robin looks like she'd be a cool girl to hang out with. Yeah. Like you can go over to her house on a Saturday and like eat chips and salsa and like watch her kids play <laughs> in the pool. Out but she won't really have a whole lot to say. Or... Well, I mean, maybe like she seems like that friend who'd give you really good advice, but then you're like, so what's up with you? How's everything been going? Oh, good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you like pour your heart out and she like gives you some like really heartfelt advice that you need to go home and like you sit with it for a while. <laughs> but then... Like, she won't tell you anything right. about her life. <laughs> so it's probably crumbling, <laughs> which, I mean, we kind of know. We know her is. life is crumbling at, at every corner. Right. Uh, then we have Sharice. If I don't know who you are, then you're not worth knowing. Uh, what did you think of Miss Sharice this week? <laughs> We've already talked about how much of a rude and nasty tagline that That's is. That's a really so. rude and nasty tagline. <laughs> yeah. And it's odd because coming from that, I was kind of expecting something different out of Sharice mm -hmm. and may, I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched any right. of their episodes, but in this episode she was just kind of, she was fine. She was fine. And like the whole, I don't, I don't we'll get to that, but um, I was about to start talking about a different scene that we're not on. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I like Sharice based on this one episode right. and it's odd to me that she has such a abrasive tagline. <laughs> so, that's where I'm at. Yeah, she doesn't know me, but I mean, right. <laughs> I'm pretty worth knowing. I, I have this great podcast. Whatever. Like, then we finally end it all with Ashley Darby. Throw this spring chicken into the cougar's den and let the games begin. Ashley had a messy episode this week, I gotta say. Ashley is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley's the kind of girl that in college, I would have like taken her out to the parking lot and like said a lot of words she didn't want to hear. Whereas nobody else in her life. Was. You would have molly whopped her with no, words? No, no, no. Well, yes, with words. I would not have laid a hand on her. That is not, I'm a pacifist, <laughs> even when I don't want to be. Um, I, I'm not a fighter. But um, yeah, she's annoying. And at least in this episode. And she's like trying to stir the pot mm -hmm. and pretend like she's like not as like smart as she is. And. You feel like she's sort of playing dumb a little bit with the older girls? I feel like she gets herself into trouble by doing things, and then she goes 
oh gosh, I guess I shouldn't have done that. Was that too far? <laughs> and I don't like that. She is uh she's one of those girls. I think she she grows with the show. She truly does. I think in this first season, she was just a so out of her comfort zone because all the girls all they already knew each other. She was the only one that no one knew. So she really had to make stake her claim. But the fact is, I also think the other girls just hate her because she's young. So I just think it's a mixed bag of she's just not going to get along with a whole lot of people there. But um, but she likes to flaunt that she's young. She too, does. And that's yes. kind of rude in and of itself. Yes, like, she does. I don't know. I just I have a lot of not great feeling. Maybe if I watch more of the show, which who knows, maybe I will. Maybe you will. Um, Potomac's a good starter housewife show, I got to say. Yeah. To anyone trying to get into the housewives world, start with Potomac. It's short. They're only on their fourth season right now, and you could really, you could really understand what the whole genre is about. But let's get into our episode. We start with Robin. Oh, no. So they're sort of flashing to all the women, seeing what they're up to. Robin's in a mansion for some reason, asking if she could use the grand piano. I don't know why Robin was just (laughs) in that grand room. Like, uh, Sharice is with her trainer. Ashley and Michael, they're, you know, (coughs) they're at some place taking a shot or drinking or something. Giselle's, um, and then Giselle's sort of arriving to test her makeup line. So Giselle has this makeup line. It's called Every Hue Beauty. And usually Giselle has to mix up her foundations and she breaks out. So she wants to start her own line. And so she's in the beginning process of that. And she understands the struggles of the black community. Um, You're a makeup girl. Yes. Do you think this is a good venture business venture for somebody to get into? I think it's a business venture that a lot of like rich privileged women get into. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it's probably very hard to break into the makeup world without something kind of revolutionary going on. Right. Because there's already so much. Yeah. Like, Kim Zolciak Beerman has a has a skincare and makeup line. That's right. You're like a Kim Zolciak girl. She's so <laughs> trashy and weird, and I love it. Her big fake titties. So, she, so uh, by the way, guys, Jill's not a total housewife virgin. She she stepped her toe into the Zolciak world I of the don't her be tardy. Snapchat, and I always <laughs> hope that I run into her at Lenox Mall. <laughs> Which it's only a matter of time. I mean, eventually, if I start spending more time there, I would. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, so the the professional with with Giselle, the professional makeup person, chemist, she, I think, makeup chemist, chemist. Yes, she says that Janelle Giselle probably needs about seven shades because Giselle's whole thing is she wants to have the perfect, you know, makeup formula to fit, you know, a, a typical black girl struggle with trying to find the best foundation and stuff like that. So she needs about seven shades. She needs some zinc oxide, and she needs to create a focus group. So right. Giselle's like, well. That's perfect. I have these great friends that I'm going to have a focus group for. And she invites all the girls to it. Yeah. And uh, she says she will meet the need of all women of color. Now, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert in makeup. I'm not a woman of color. I'm not a woman. However, (laughs) um, uh, this is not like a new thing, though, in the makeup world, surely. No. Even like Fenty Beauty is that's that that's her whole thing, right? So Fenty Beauty just went all out and has like a million different shades covering everybody from extremely pale to extremely mm-hmm. dark. But yes, it has become a thing in the last five, if not more, years in the makeup industry that women of color are stepping up and mm-hmm. saying, We demand that you make colors for us and that cover girl doesn't just have like right. two dark colors, right. like ethnic, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, now there've been people, not people, but brands out there doing it for a long time. Um, there's brands like black radiance that have probably been in stores since I was a little kid, like looking at makeup and Walmart and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
But yeah, no, more people are demanding that people expand their shade ranges and uh, bring it for everybody. And so Giselle is on the, on the front lines, but I'm just saying, like, this isn't something that's like, she's like make she's a you know staking her claim yeah. like i'm doing this for you know because it's no. already been a thing for a yes. while yeah which is good the more options the better i think right. if, you, if you're not feeling represented in the makeup world the more options you have at your fingertips i think are amazing so actually this is, this is a plus i think it's good that giselle's doing this yeah um if it's and makeup. i like the name every hue beauty i think that has a nice ring to it so i didn't know what it was i actually have written down like does it happen is it a joke because mm-hmm. it, they never like she's still in the part the where, beginning phases and of it, she's yeah. she's making up these like silly names of like what it could be or right what she says is. what are the names could be caramel cutie and the woman's like <laughs> I don't think a woman in her forties wants to wear a caramel cutie yeah. makeup line just buy it just buy it that, no she oh doesn't that yeah that wasn't said in the show but her the ma- name of her makeup line is every hue beauty hmm. by Giselle so right and I think it's sold in Target so okay yeah anyways. Then we have Katie's house. We're going to her house for her twins' birthday, her oh, wild dear. twins. Her boyfriend, Andrew, arrives with these balloons, and it's, you know, he's trying to be a good surrogate dad for them. And she says, you know, Andrew is a great parent to her kids. He handles it in bed, and he puts up with her mother. So what more could she ask for? That ring. All I need is the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I, yeah, I literally have it written down, like, all caps. All I need is the ring. <laughs> Phony chuckle. <laughs> she is like, I mean, that. I think that's where the crazy energy comes from. Yeah. She is so desperate to be a wife, like a true oh housewife. God. Like she can't, she can't get it's enough scary. of it. It's scary. Like she might kill him. I, I mean, know you know what happens. But yes. Like watching that, I was like, you need to be scared for your life. <laughs> you better put a ring on that or run away. Uh, yeah. I don't know how he stuck around as long as he did, honestly. Um, because, like, at the end of the day, and we talked about it ad nauseum last week, but it's, like, I get there's a camera in his face, so he doesn't want to be, like, overtly, like, I don't want to marry you, bitch. Right, like, right. So he kind of has to toy with her a little bit, at least on the scenes on camera. Right. But, like, she is acting like a damn fool. Like, yeah. no normal pe- person. Like, did you have to do this when you got engaged? Like, did you have to hint at, like, oh, may- well, if you don't give me a ring, you never know what could happen. And, like, wh- how are you? Like, Well, I'm bossy. <laughs> so... One day we talked about if we were probably going to get married one day and we decided that we were. And then I asked him when he kind of thought he was going to propose. And he said sometime in the fall. And then I was fine all through like the late spring, all through the summer. And then we got fall and I got a little antsy. And then we got to like the end of So he proposed in December and it was the very like one of the last days of fall. <laughs> and I was like, fall? Is it Fall? You said fall. So is it still going to be fall? I, I got a little weird. But really just because there had been this like timeline. Well, the winter solstice has not arrived yet. So right. you're technically still. But I, I got, yeah, I got a little antsy. I got a little weird. I'll admit it because it was like, I just need to know. I'm a control freak. I was like, I need to know what's happening. But. But no Katie level. Like. Well, I had more assurances though than she did. So maybe right. if I didn't, I don't know. Honestly, it reminded me of when I was like 18 and I was with my high school boyfriend and I wanted nothing more than to like get married and have kids with him. And I got a little wacko, but I was 18 years old. There's still a lot of hormones for yeah. at that point. So, Ugh. but that's when Katie sort of tells him about all the drama with the other girls. Cause the girls just went on a beach trip and there was a lot of action that went on there. 
that we didn't get to see. But she mentions, you know, Sharice, she had like a sister circle where Giselle was mean to her, but like all the other girls Mm -hmm. were talking about their issues, but Giselle was just so mean to Katie. Mm -hmm. Um, This is sort of setting up how Giselle and Katie are really not going to get along, and they don't throughout this entire episode. But I don't really remember what they were fighting about, Giselle and Katie. I think they were just talking about... Yeah, I couldn't tell you. They, like Katie's mad at Giselle for reasons that I'm not sure. Yeah, it showed her making some catty like um, comment to her, but it wasn't catty enough that I like hold held on to it or wrote it down or anything. Are you a Home Goods person? TJ Maxx Home Goods. Team J Maxx or Home Goods or yes. <laughs> okay, I, I like it. Sometimes. Katie has strange like you know how like Home Goods will have like you know a gather sign or like a togetherness mm-hmm. or family. Yes, Katie had her on her wall. It's all good. i didn't notice that (laughs) just at her house it's all good which i guess is positive but like i didn't get that i I, um i noticed how harried the poor nanny was the poor au pair yeah Yeah, that's what i kept noticing because there were these weird (laughs) like disjointed scenes where you'd have this very calm scene of like andrew and katie having like a very adult monotone conversation (laughs) with each other and like yeah, baby, I'll make you a sandwich. Oh, I'd love that, dear. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then you'd have this scene of like these little kids like just going balls to the wall crazy. Mm-hmm. And um the the like au pair or nanny just like following them around, just looking like they hate their life. <laughs> Cause these kids are young, like two years old. Well, tops. And they've been given a balloon. Like yes. mistake no- well, actually a lot of a balloons. A lot of balloons. <laughs> mistake number one. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Oh, um, that's when Katie sort of tells Andrew that, you know, Giselle is no, sorry, Giselle is on Andrew's shit list because Giselle won't help them with the Rost Foundation fundraiser, which we found out about last week, the casino night. Mm -hmm. Um, But they had to postpone that, listeners. They had to postpone the casino night. uh, And so now, like, I don't know. It's just it's not happening. But Giselle didn't want to support it. And so they're mad at Giselle for that. It's a whole thing. Like Katie and Giselle are clearly just not on the same page. They don't like each other. But now Katie is going to focus on the DC Swim Week night. So she's going to focus on that little fundraiser. Right. Which we'll get a peek of later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Katie says that she's not going to Giselle's makeup focus group, that Giselle's a hater, and she's not Team Katie. Uh, I got to say, I just, I really want, like I said earlier, Katie, I just want her meds to get aligned. And I'm not calling her crazy. I'm just saying, like, she... I don't think just what from we saw, I don't think Giselle did anything to really warrant like this sort of vehement response. Like she did say no to helping out right. Katie for the foundation. And then that's it. Like we get a preview at the end of the episode where like Katie's yelling at Giselle telling her and Robin that they're not fully black. We get that. Right. But like there's no real impetus for Giselle to be as hated by Katie. I don't get it. But yeah, it was odd. And Katie has bad insults. Yes. Bad. <laughs> what were some examples of that? Well, just, I, I mean, the one that I really wrote down and remember is later in the, but yeah, just her, like, she's, she's not team Katie. Like, yeah. she's, I, I don't know. It's just everything she says is like, it's like, she's trying so hard to be refined that she just comes up with these really boring insults. And I'm like, that's not good TV. No. Call her a bitch. <laughs> Do it. We have me and Amanda have talked though. It's just like these women are not going to go down and just call each other whores and no c words. They're they just going to be like, "You're a thought," or "You're not on my team." Right. Like, oh, God. Um, boring. that's so boring. Sorry. <laughs> then we have Karen at home with her assistant. What was her name? 
any it was like any or any any yeah she was E-N-Y. adorable she was so cute oh my god um but they're trying to get an event ready for karen's mother-in-law's memory so uh karen's mother-in-law ray's mother uh died of alzheimer's and they're calling it the o gala her name was odessa something or other to raise money for huger no what was his yeah i guess it would be huger yeah i think it was odessa huger and it's called the o gala to raise money for awareness for Alzheimer's victims. This is Amanda. She, Amanda always gets caught up with the awareness. <laughs> like they're not, uh, they're, they're not, I don't know if they're donating to Alzheimer's. Right. Vic- Are they they're donating just, to research? Yeah. Or just, yeah. It's just like to the be ALS aware of it. Bucket challenge. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, where's Yikes. the money going? Right. But Karen wants it to be a magical evening for a cure. Um, and that's when they're sort of discussing, like, what should be the entertainment? Right. So they go through all these different things. Like, praise dancers. Praise dancers, <laughs> opera singers, ladies playing the harp. Like, Oh, my gosh. Karen's face when she said <laughs> opera singers just looked like she had eaten, like, a rotten peach. I thought Karen was open to the opera singers, but Ray wasn't. Mm, no. So Karen turned it down, too? That's the way I remember it, is that, like, she said opera singers, and Karen's face was like... It was like she smelled something bad, and she was like, "I don't think I'm an opera person." <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh, okay." Doesn't what like are opera. what are praise dancers? Okay, I don't really know, but in my head, the idea that I had is that they are like they're like okay, um, flag core in high uh-huh. school. They have like very shiny outfits and like ribbon pole things that they wave down around, but mm-hmm. they're for like churches. Okay, so it's for like praise for, for the Lord, music, yeah, but like very like flamboyant kind of gay <laughs> which i love i don't know if that's true but please let it be I, I wonder why the praise dancers were turned down and we just got the lame jazz band at the end but i mean well because ray put the kibosh yes. on that it was awkward as hell yeah ray is not interested in making it a big deal he wants to scale it back i just i want to see if karen had all her druthers what she would have planned oh my god because <laughs> I mean, a I, lot. I, I I would have liked to see the opera singer with the praise dancers and the lady playing the harp just to see what they could have come up with. I think that would have been. A, yeah, a I big... think the praise dancers would have been really out of their element with that. <laughs> like the harp and the opera that can they can jive. Yeah. But the praise dancers like, I don't know. That would have been interesting to watch. Good TV. Um, but Karen does say she wants to respect her man. Right. It's his mother after all. So she'll scale it back and make it very low key. And we got low key. We'll get there. But the vent yeah. was very. Uh, low key. <laughs> it was. Um, there was one really weird moment, especially coming off of the Katie scene that I wrote down specifically. It's when um, Innie is bringing over the tea and they have this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. About, oh, I know you're not domestic. I know. And not at all. And she sets down this tray of like tea and the cups or whatever. And she goes, she says, I hope I can get a husband. <laughs> and I was just like, why does everybody in Potomac need a husband? Where and he are said the that men? the assistant said that. Yes. I was like, where are the men? Well, we found out late last week that in Potomac, you actually need to have a husband to be taken seriously. I so. guess so. Cause they are obsessed <laughs> with it. Like, and Annie was a beautiful girl. I think she should be so someone cute. or else having a good time. Dating. Exactly. She seems vivacious. She's very cute. Mm-hmm. She's very attractive. Yeah, she should be. Annie had a rude moment later with the florist, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I think that was just her doing her job. I think a bad. I think she had a bad day, and she was trying to do her job. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Giselle is preparing for her makeup focus group. Uh, her makeup line covers the full range of skin tones of black women, like we talked about. And uh, Giselle hired a hot bartender. Yeah. That, like I, that bartender was tasty. That bartender was. Hot, Turkish, tatted, mm-hmm. sexy, yep. lay him, give him to me any way Panty he dropping. comes. Panty dropper. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and he knew it. Like, oh, he knew it. Oh, you could see like, behind those eyes. There's been a lot of things he's done that his mother would not approve of. No, he. Yeah. I and I couldn't get a gauge. I was like, he could be a gay. I don't think so. But I think he was a straight. He, he looked like a douche. Yeah, and he. Not w- that oh. anyway. Not that all hot people are douches. Um, That's not what I was saying. We go ahead. Okay. Well, some some people that listen to this podcast are hot, so I got to make sure that they're <laughs> don't they're not a douche if you're hot. Um, but no, this guy, <laughs> this guy got me going. I was just like, where is very... his, where is his show? Well, you guys had Giselle to see him. going too. Yeah. No, Giselle was getting jealous that other yeah. women were talking to him. Like, she was like, somebody said something about like, he's texting his girlfriend right now. She said, he wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> I was like, yes, Giselle, he would. Yeah. Whew, Giselle was a single ready to mingle. She really um, was. She was about to throw that uh, test focus group out the window. And you just... guys got to go. <laughs> like, having a private night now. <laughs> <laughs> whew, yeah. He's getting me hot yeah. under the collar right now. Just thinking about him. Um, the girls start to arrive, and Ashley says, you know, she wants to support female entrepreneurs because right. that's what she is. You know, she has her restaurant or whatever that she's okay. trying to get up and going. So she uh, she wants to support Giselle, and so do all the other girls. Giselle says that Ashley did not handle the beach drama very well, which is which is why Karen is still upset with her. So just to go in, because it's gonna be we're gonna be talking about that quite a, a bit. So just to go into detail about what happened at the beach, it was a girls' trip. So they all went for, I guess, a few days. And on the very last night, Ashley's husband, Michael, showed up to surprise Ashley. Now, remember, this is Ashley and Michael's. It's their beach house that they were staying. So he showed up to his own house. Not to color your judgment, but that's what happened. It was his house. And all the other girls, well, mostly, I think it was just Karen that was super uncomfortable with a man being in the presence of all these scantily clad women, even though from what we got to see... They were not scantily clad. I think they were at like a nightclub and Michael surprised them, blah, blah, blah. And then they all get into a big fight with Ashley afterwards because it's just not, it's not nice to bring a man on a girl's trip. Now, how would you feel if, if you were on a girl's trip and one of your friends, husbands or boyfriends showed up to surprise them? See, I wouldn't be mad. I would just be like, seriously, you get dick and I don't. Yeah. Like, We'll see. Okay. Here's sorry to be vulgar, but yeah. If he was there the whole time, I'd be like, "Mm mm-mm. Yeah. This is not what we're doing. Because then why didn't we all just bring our husbands it could or be a couple's trip and yeah. have a couple's weekend or whatever? Yeah. Um, if he showed up for the last night and it's their house and the big thing too to me was everybody had their own, own bedroom. Room. Yeah. Maybe a couple ladies had to share. Giselle and Robin room. were sharing, but yeah. But everybody nobody was going to like be in the room with Ashley and right. Michael possibly hooking up. Who knows yeah. they're married? They may not have even hooked up that right. night. Um I wouldn't care. Yeah. It's the last night. In theory, I went out to a club and I got drunk and I came home and I passed out <laughs> in a bed it. at the beach yeah. and, and we're going home tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't know. It was well, weird. Karen is not happy with Ashley at all because of that. So Sharice and Karen arrive. Karen to the uh, to the focus group for Giselle's makeup line. Karen says she's still going to speak to Ashley because that's what a woman of her quality does. So in Potomac, you can always bet your bottom dollar that we would address these issues as they come and we will agree with them as women. Right. Even though later we have the men deal with it, but whatever. <laughs> like, that was so odd. Uh, Giselle's makeup. I love this moment where Giselle's makeup artist, Cal, he has to apologize <laughs> to Karen and she he apologizes to Karen and Sharice because mm-hmm. he was rude and shady to them once upon a time. And we didn't get a whole lot of what he did, but it was something like he was tousling Sharice's hair he saying was, he needed um, a, he's her He's her hair guy. So just yes. to clarify, since it is a makeup Oh, it's not event, a makeup artist. It's a hair person. It was her hair guy, and, and he would do pieces for her mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so it was some sort of an event from the flashback, and they walked in. 
And he must have been drunk. Yes. He must have been. Because he came, like, kind of rushing up to these two women and, like, started touching their hair. You don't touch a woman's hair. No. Especially not a black woman's hair. And he starts touching their hair and going, oh, you need new hair? Oh, you need new hair? (laughs) And they got very offended because (laughs) they came dressed up for an event. And they, I'm sure, thought that their hair looked great. And we're summarily told that it didn't. And this is Giselle's hairstylist. So right. like, and the whole the time he's apologizing to Karen and Sharice. And Giselle's like clapping her hands she's like, yes, yeah, down. yes, there we go. He's so good. Look at him. He's apologizing. It was so awkward. It's like he never should have did it in the first place. But like, she is like beside them. He's trying to be very sincere and mm-hmm. like, look, I just, I want to come to you and go ahead and say like very adult, very professional. Let me come to you and just say that I'm sorry that this happened. You know, it shouldn't have. And Giselle is hopping up and down beside them like a dang rabbit and like making it this whole kerfuffle. I didn't it, I didn't like it. I was like, why is she hopping? That's a grown woman hopping. I think she wanted to make it out to be like, hey, you know, he he's a ma- he's a man of like good meaning. And you talked to the, I guess they may have said something about him because I have a feeling from what I gathered, his his apology didn't come naturally. I think they were talking about it. Giselle so like said he, you need to yeah apologize he, to he them. so he felt like he had to because right. I don't know but yeah he he's he, I, he it just seemed like he was a messy hairstylist and hairstylist and he, he was being rude and yeah. he got his ass called out and well, it's good that he apologized but, yeah because yeah he he really he was like tousling Sharice's hair being like you need a new hairdo or something mm-hmm. like that like it was bad it was like, awkward it was very awkward ooh. and then Robin arrives and Giselle. You know, she goes into detail about why she started the line. She says she didn't feel confident in herself until she was in her 40s. Before that, people just thought she was mean and stuck up. Why? Like, why does why? I wonder why people thought Giselle was mean and stuck up. I have no idea. It's definitely because she she didn't have good makeup, uh, light skin and and light eyes. That was definitely it. They just thought she was pretty and mean Not because she was pretty and mean. I just I love I love that she took that spin on it. Like, well, now, you know, I'm finally so confident in my skin now in my 40s, you know, and people thought I was just so mean and stuck up in my 30s and 20s. It's like, well, you probably were. You probably were. (laughs) Yep. Which I love Giselle. We love Giselle over here at the Housewives Historians, but uh, she... She's good TV for a reason. She's mean and stuck up. (laughs) uh, The girls, they start testing out the product, and everyone seems to be loving it. Um, No real issues besides Karen. She says, well, the concept isn't that original, but the product is good. Which Karen, I guess from what we talked about earlier, is right. Yeah. She said it was very Bare Minerals. Like. No, so Bare Minerals is a makeup brand. Mm-hmm. And I laughed out loud when she said that because the whole scene with the chemist where she was like mixing the powders and stuff, I literally was thinking like, oh, that looks a lot like. And she asked, <laughs> she said, this is all minerals. It's yes. natural. It's no parabens. It's all of the good things you want in your makeup and none of the like extra junk on your skin. Right. Um, so as soon as Karen said that, I laughed out loud. <laughs> but I mean, no shade because Bare Minerals is really good makeup and it's yeah. got good coverage and it's it's good stuff. But yeah, that what she was uh, showing them at that party did not look original at all. It did really look like Bare Minerals. But I mean, do you think gonna- if we were to slide that sticker back it would just <laughs> of the makeup palette it would just say bare minerals, bare minerals on it. Yeah. they just peeled it off the cap like maybe i mean it even kind of looked like the packaging like little round i mean that's what a lot of makeup packaging right. looks like though so but i mean as far as something to be compared to at least they weren't saying you know it looks like something you'd buy at the dollar tree right but carrot overall said it was a good you know 
the product itself was good. Right, just that it wasn't original. It was not an original concept. Right. But you know what? Whatever makes you money, get your money. You know? Yeah. Who cares? Well, Karen loves to throw some shade. She certainly does. Then we move on to Katie, and she's at the swimsuit party for Washington Life magazine. Now, we talked a lot last week about, party. about the Washington Lifestyle magazines <laughs> of D.C. Um, so Katie's schmoozing them some more, and she's hosting like some sort of swimwear fashion show could have been a charity. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she says she's doing the real important work. Right. By having her name on everyone's lips and being around D.C.'s most important people. Um, have you ever... Oh, well, I guess we don't live in D.C., so you wouldn't have known who Katie was, but... Uh, right. I just don't see really her... She doesn't scream socialite to me. She doesn't no. scream like, you know, woman about town. She just sort of seems, screams desperate. Yeah. Like. So it was weird because, like, they said at one point that she's one of Vogue's 100 mm-hmm. um, influencing uh, style in her local area right. and all of this stuff, which I thought, okay, cool. And it made sense because later in the episode she mentions that she had a modeling career. So, mm-hmm. sure, you would be – you should be at the forefront of fashion because it's what you did for a long time. Um, I found it so odd, though, that she would demean – women working with makeup right because she did say that she said i'm doing real work while she's over there dabbling with makeup or mm-hmm. whatever the, the actual phrase was but it was yes it was very like oh those little girls playing with makeup, makeup and i'm doing real work and it was like there are plenty of women women every day out there making lots of money and having very successful and fulfilling careers in makeup from you know youtubers to executives and as somebody that works, even the people that like create it, like in, right. or in the laboratories, scientific, it, you, know? you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, and for you to be at the forefront of like fashion and to have had a modeling career and to have had makeup around you your whole mm-hmm. life, and you know she's wearing makeup at the party, <laughs> so it's like I don't, I don't know. It was this very odd, and it felt very as somebody that's very interested in makeup and in a different life path could have made a lot of money mm-hmm. doing something with makeup, possibly, maybe not a lot of money. I don't know. We can dream, right? Um, <laughs> But uh, it felt very rude of her to say that. And I know that she was really just trying to slight Giselle. Giselle, but I was like, yeah. You're alienating a lot of people doing she this. She came off really nasty the whole yeah, episode. She like, did. Even at the end. Yeah. It was just not. Yeah. It was. I kind of wanted to pull her hair. <laughs> like, I kind of did want to go like tug you wa- on it. <laughs> you wanted to pull a cow, the, ma- the hairstylist. <laughs> no, I didn't want a towel, so I wanted to pull. You wanted to pull. <laughs> <Just> the <laughs> pull her into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't, she didn't come off great. She even says no. here, she says, most models only last a season. Yeah. But she had a career in modeling for a decade. Right. She's very grateful for it, but screw everybody in makeup. Right, correct. <laughs> yeah, she came off Whatever. very like, I'm better than everyone, even though these little shit show events that she's going to. Yeah, that looks like. like Really? Um, that looked really weird. It looked really... I like, feel like I could have been invited to this stupid swimsuit fashion yeah. show. Like, Well, and when the, the, the guy comes up and introduces himself, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, we have something in common. And I was like, aren't you a lot more famous than her? Was like, he famous? I'd never heard of him. I think he was, because when they introduced him, they said that he was on some TV show. Now, it's not a TV show that I watch, but he's on TV. They said he won an Emmy. Okay, so that means he's on TV. Uh, right, but I know. But like, <laughs> I just... <laughs> Or he works in TV. I right. guess if you win an Emmy, you could be behind right, the scenes. Right, right. I got the idea, though, that he was an actor. Yeah, she was, like, hosting it with some guy. And he was, like, a famous... But he was supposed to be famous, but, like, I'd I never heard of him. him but they, had, they the, 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 he said, like, we share something in common because they were both on the cover of Washington, Washington Life. Life magazine. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah. And then there's this very awkward moment at the very end of the scene where it's, they're watching the fashion show, her and Andrew, Katie and Andrew, and she's sort of, they're doing swimsuits. So she, this is a direct quote. I didn't pull the clip. I'm just going to read the clip. Uh, that's a lot of ass. Oh God. You don't like that. Do you like, no, not at all, but that's all Katie. Andrew didn't speak. She was just, you don't like that. Do you like, no, not at all. Like, Right. (laughs) Yeah. I wrote that down too because it was insanely awkward because like she says all that and then she finishes it by looking at him and going, right. And you you just kind of see him go like, "Mm." you don't like all that ass, right? He doesn't say anything, but he does this awkward like mumble and shake of the head. Like, no, no ma'am. Of course not. Like, Yeah. The more Katie Andrew episodes we do on this show. Cringy. It's, but I'm becoming more and more of like scared for Andrew. Like I need, I'm glad he got out. Spoiler, he gets out. But, like, I just, I, the more the more they do stuff, it's just, like, she's, oh, yeah, it's a lot with her. I yeah. just, because I don't want to use, I don't want to say words like crazy or cuckoo, because I don't want to paint anyone like that. But right. what we're presented with, with the episode, she's acting like a, a true maniac. Intensity. Like, yes. It's a, it's a weird place to have focused a lot of her energy, and it's made her very intense and a little scary. Correct. Um, oh yeah, I just, I'm, you don't like that, do you? <laughs> like, no, like not at all. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, then we're back at Giselle's uh, event and Ashley decides to approach Karen about all the beach drama and we get a little bit of a Karen versus Ashley moment. So I did want to play the clip. So let's play that really quickly. I really enjoyed our time together in Bethany. Everything but the last six hours. We were having a fabulous week, and I thought you were a fabulous host. Then Michael shows up, but it was a girls' weekend, and Ray had his concerns, too, that Michael just surprised us like that. So let our men talk. Perhaps they could shed another light on it. It's so old-fashioned for Karen to suggest that the men work things out. What are they going to do, have a duel? Your uncomfortability should have ended as soon as you went into your room and locked your door and had your that own... That is your opinion, which is space. narrow-minded, okay? If that How is it narrow-minded, Karen? If you you're in consider, your own space... If you can't consider your guests and their comfort level... I've considered I, your comfort I for the last, like, three days, and my husband surprises me. I am me. absolutely appreciative. However, it was very presumptuous of Michael to think that we all would be comfortable with that. I'm going to give them eight more seconds, and then they've got to stop. You decided to all of a sudden have a tantrum like a five-year-old... I, no, no, I I didn't have a tantrum. You turned it into a hoopla. You know, I really, really think that we can table this for a later time. We can continue this later because I think you would do it again. I would do it again. Quite frankly, that's my husband. That is my husband. I believe that Michael would not do that again. I think Michael is a mature man. Why does maturity have to be a factor? Sweetheart, immaturity definitely wrecked it, okay? Well, you had to go turn it into a hoopla. Hoopla. (laughs) Um... (laughs) What I loved about this, because it is very petty, it's, it's, let's start from the beginning. So Karen, like we said, very upset that Michael showed up on the last night. Right. Ashley, very confused why that's a big deal. Right. Um, Giselle, wearing a very cute lime green dress. I liked the dress. What it was did you a good think? dress. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, where do you stand on this? Okay. So I'm of two opinions about it. I think Karen is being absolutely ridiculous and trumping something up into this huge thing that it does not need to be. However, I think that she is absolutely entitled to her own opinion, like everybody is. And it becomes a matter of respect. Like, honestly, she says it right when she says the part about, like, 
Ashley says, your uncomfortability should have ended when we all went into our own rooms and closed the doors, mm-hmm. which I agree with. Like, there's no reason for everybody to be uncomfortable. However, Karen comes back with a completely sane rebuttal to that, which is, that's your opinion, and it's not how I feel. Right. At that point, as an adult trying to diffuse a situation, which I get they're not. It's supposed to be TV. Yeah. But um, you go, you're absolutely right. I hadn't thought about it that way. I'm sorry if I offended you or made you upset. And, you know, I genuinely apologize if you were upset by the situation and I'll work to not make you uncomfortable in the future. If it's a, if it's a friendship you care about. Correct. However, for TV, you go <laughs> into all the nonsense that they just went into. Well, you made it a hoopla and you like actually right. never should have had a man. We're all in skimpily clad outfits. Like, right. Like, yes. But I got to say, I'm on strictly... Team Ashley here. I think Karen, and once again, we talked about this last week, which I cannot fault them for. This is season one. They're trying to find these moments to create some sort of good time TV moments that might not be the most genuine. Maybe Karen, when she went to sleep that night, I'd be like, I really don't care that Michael's there. Right. But, you know, I, I, I can see, like, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, well, some people might get offended at this. And it was weird that he even showed up, which is weird. It like, is kind of weird that he showed up. Like, it's not enough to like get offended about and make it into this whole... Because what's it been? At least a few weeks, if not a month since then? I think it's then? been a couple days. Oh, okay. It's only yeah. been a couple days since they got back from the beach? Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm not the type of person that would get super offended by that. However, very traditional and old-fashioned people will. I yes. had a woman yell at me once because my boyfriend was in the room while her daughter was taking a shower, but her <laughs> daughter decided to go take a shower while my <laughs> boyfriend was in the room. So... <laughs> Let's just say. That's another detour that I want to take. Wasn't that the (laughs) same roommate that she was ranting and raving that you stole her perfume and she created a police report? Yeah. And you were like, I absolutely did not. But then months later, we figured out that you had accidentally stole her perfume. (laughs) Yeah, I accidentally stole her perfume. I probably shouldn't be admitting that, but I I guess it would be. I don't don't know. I'll give you the 20 bucks. (laughs) Oh, Lord. But that's when the girls agree to let the men handle the issue. Their husbands. And Karen hopes that Michael is reasonable, that, that Ashley's husband, Michael, is reasonable about it. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. We'll get back to that. So then we move back to Robin and Juan. They're at home. They're trying to put up some furniture. Juan still doesn't know if he got the job coaching that we talked about last week. And uh, Robin, you know, fills Juan in about all the Bethany Beach drama as well. Um, and that her and Giselle had to sleep in twin beds? Right. But then Robin wasn't mad at it because she's like, well, me and you used to sleep in twin beds too, Juan. Right. Uh, it was kind of sweet because they were kind of flirtatious. Um, they talk about how they met, and I really wanted to play this clip too. So let's go in on that real quick. Reminds me of the days. <laughs> uh, so you had flashbacks. You remember that day we met? Remember the days you were stalking me before I was we not met? stalking you. Yeah, you so happened to be burning a hole in my neck from the top of the bleachers. Yeah, he's got that story wrong. I was at the game to see another guy. You were all staring at me as if you knew me. Juan came up to me and dropped the corniest line ever. I was like, mm, I know you from somewhere. Yeah, you said, don't I know you? I said, no. This is before the game, too. You don't know me. Remember when we talked that night? Yeah. What we talk about? I have no idea. We talking about the young and the restless. (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember that? No. Yeah, we talking about the young. Why do you remember that? Probably you didn't. The love of my life. Oh. Oh, Robin, you're the love of my... Like, that... Oh, all the shit I've talked about Juan, but that really, like, kind of 
made me happy to see that he said that. But he did say, I think he said, you were the love of my life. Not you are, right? I don't know. He kind of mumbles. Oh, but that was so, like, the way that they met, like, she was at the bleachers stalking him. And she's like, no, I wasn't. I was like, I was with another guy. Like, right. They played hard to get with each other. Right. It was I all just, very bittersweet. I just, and you've listened to some of the episodes about Robin and Juan. Yeah. It, just, it just sucks that, like, a happy love and a happy marriage could get completely torn down, not just because of infidelity, which is a huge factor in this situation, but also Robin's walls not being able to allow him to maybe recover from that. Right. And it's just, it just sucks to me. I just don't, I don't like it. It hurts your heart to watch them because they obviously like still love yeah. each other a lot and they love their family and they could have a beautiful life if he could fix his philandering ways mm-hmm. <laughs> and she could, but like, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like he cheated on her a lot. Yeah. And I don't know that I could ever forgive somebody for that and trust them again either. But, I mean, enough to let them back into your home, though? I wouldn't do that, though, yeah. either. Absolutely not. Be like, you can come into my home when you're babysitting our children. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't want to see you. I'm very spiteful, though. Me, too. Which I think, you know what? I'm finally coming full circle on Robin. I think we've had enough Robin talks on this show where I'm finally at a point where I'm like, First of all, I feel really bad for her because yeah. she's been put through the ringer, especially with the situation with Ron, Juan, Juan and her money situation. She's just been through a lot. And I don't think she has the emotional capacity to allow any more new things in her life. So yeah. I think she likes where her and Juan are at. They're still exes. They still share the home because they want the boys to have a father figure and all that stuff. And that's cool where she's at. Right. She doesn't want to open up any any more things to any more chaotic energies in her life. But it's sad because she's missing out on so much. She's either missing out on a great partner. Right. And she might be trapping Juan in a situation or she's missing out on really connecting with Juan again and having an even better relationship in their 30s and 40s. Right. So I don't know. I wish the best for the Dixons. I really do. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I don't know how you get yourself out of a situation like that. I don't really know how you get yourself into a situation like that where you let somebody that viciously cheated on you move back in, but yeah. It's, it's the dick. It's, <laughs> are they still sleeping together? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, that's a whole different bag of potatoes. Then. Yikes. Moving on. Uh, the, then we have uh, the Darbys and the Hugers go for a golf outing. Oh Ashley and Michael go with Karen and Ray to do some golfing. And um, Ashley thinks Karen is being pretty damn childish by dragging the husbands into this, but she does not want to lose Karen's friendship, so they're going to let the husbands hash out the Bethany Beach drama. And uh, Karen is hopeful that the men can come to an agreement. Otherwise, Ashley is not invited to her event. So if this male... like coming to the mine, coming of the mines doesn't work out well. Ashley can kiss that Ogala event goodbye. Ah, uh, rats! <laughs> Such event. a lovely event in a living room. <laughs> oh gosh! So they start discussing the beach drama, and that's where we have Ray's explanation as to why it was so incredibly not okay of Michael. So right. let's play that really quickly. Moved on. Okay. So I tell you what. Let me just wait a second. So if Ray can explain to me what the problem was, then I'll apologize. The problem was when my wife goes to a girls' weekend. Yeah. I expect her to be with girls. I don't expect guys to show up unexpectedly and make her uncomfortable. That's the problem. Right. So we got to that, but I didn't understand the uncomfortable. What? What do you mean? So 
So it's, it's, Why would she be comfortable? My, my beach house. Yes. And I come to see my wife. You knew that your wife. Everybody had their own no, private no, no. bedroom. The girls are together. I assume they're walking around in skimpy outfits because they're girls. I don't need you seeing my wife in skimpy outfits. I would right, not and show I, up at the beach with it, and I, and if I, there was a girls' weekend. Raymond is very, very old school, and he was not pleased with Michael showing up at the ladies' weekend in Bethany. When I invite Ashley to my home to sleep over, he won't be there. But see, that's the difference. And, I, I, no, don't, I, know I don't it doesn't mind. bother you. I don't mind at all. We, we all know you're a freak. We got it. We got it. If the plan is to have an all-girls... We're not sweetie it, it, or anything. It, no, it, it's it was, just a little bit of freedom. I'm saying that it was a build-up as a all-girls weekend. So we'll get you down yeah. for a couple's weekend. Oh, no, we won't. We'll no, we won't, baby. No, we won't. I'm going to walk around in my skimpy bathing suit, and away we go. Next ball. It seems like that that I really like Karen, though, because she, even at the end where they're like, well, we'll invite you for a couple's week, a little swingers week. Oh, no, 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 no. Next ball. No, honey. No. uh, She's just so expressive. I don't want her to ever leave the show. So this is where we get Ray's little, like, what he thinks is, like, really rude. And this is kind of old-fashioned that we were talking about. You know, Ray and Karen are of a certain time period, and Ashley and Michael are a little bit more, even though Michael's old, but they're a little bit more like young, cool, hip, uh, possibly swingers. We don't know yet. Maybe. Um, so Ray is very much like, look, I mean, my wife is on a girl's trip. She's going to be scantily clad, uh, <laughs> which they're at a beach. Like, that's going to be like. Right. What does big... he do when they go to a beach? Does he like wrap her in a towel <laughs> and like roll her around in the sand the whole time? Because there's going to be men on the beach, too. <laughs> Does she not wear bikinis at the beach? <laughs> I have trouble believing that. Especially with those fake titties. She wants oh, to show those off. <laughs> There's a screenshot right now of the computer screen, and it's just Karen's it's glorious just, breasts. They're really good. If I ever have a lot of money, I'm going to her breast surgeon. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I get where Michael is trying to put his foot down and be like, it was my house. I don't yeah. understand why it's a big deal. Ever, Karen was not. She had her own room. Like, there was no... And also, there was no weird perverted energy. Like, Michael was not going around all the women, like, trying to look at them in their bathing suits or their underwear. It was very, like... Well, and it sounds like a 13-year-old boy's idea of what a girl's weekend is. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, man, there's going to be, like, a bunch of girls around in their, like, underwear throwing pillows at each other <laughs> and, like, knocking each other's bras off. <laughs> like, it's... I don't know. And these are it's, sixty-year-old men, like. right? And I, I understand being old-fashioned. I was raised by old-fashioned parents, but it's, I don't know. It's like I don't, it just all feels trumped yeah. up. It just all feels like it was like, what can we make drama mm-hmm. out of this episode? And good for Michael for doing it. Because if Michael hadn't showed up, there wouldn't have been this moment. Wouldn't have happened. Right. Like, exactly. Kudos. <laughs> thank you, Darby's Mr. and Mrs. Darby. Right. Uh, Karen is so proud of Ray for sticking up for her honor, and it's clear to her that Ashley and Michael are a tactless duo. A tactless duo. That was my favorite, <laughs> especially based on what happens in a few minutes. Yes. <laughs> she calls them a tactless duo. Tactless duo. <laughs> I just I love how like. Ray had to honor, like, stick up for her honor, her, like, her, like, God forbid, a, a man see her in her bathing suit oh my at goodness. a beach house. They had a duel of words. <laughs> the two men do have a showdown at the holes, the nine hole, or the golf hole, or God, whatever. That was so awkward. And they shake hands, and Michael does apologize, so the Darbies can come to Karen's event. So. Right, and she starts, like, jumping up and down and, like, almost, like, giselling, right? Yes. She's like, yay, now you can come up front of my party! She's, like, <laughs> clapping her But it's like, you just called them a tactless duo. Yes. <laughs> Why do you want a tactless duo at your party? Well, you know what? She eats her words a She does eat her words, because she invites those tactless people. She sure does. 
doesn't end well for her. So mm-hmm. then we go to Sharice's sure house, which was the cutest scene. Um, <laughs> like, Sharice has the worst, meanest tagline, but she, she, she has a cute scene in this episode. I guess maybe that's why I like her. I don't know. She's by the pool, and Sharice is learning how to swim. Because, you know, she's about to turn 50, and they say water is a sign of new beginnings. Right. So she invites, like, a very attractive little swim coach over, an older yeah, gentleman. He was cute. Uh, but Sharice was snorkeling one time, and a big wave came in, and her snorkel got filled with water, and that's when she decided never to swim again. Right. So I love how Sharice has this biggest fear of swimming, and they just got back from a beach trip, and she couldn't have a good time. I know. It was cute, and she was like, all the other girls were, like, splashing around and having fun in the water, and I couldn't really do It was like... Oh, honey. Oh. I just kind of wanted to hug her. I know. And okay. she's been through so much. She just got out of a divorce. And, oh. like, she's just, she's got her teenage kids that probably don't want to spend as much time with her anymore. And yeah, so, they were making some faces. Yes, they were. They My were goodness, over There was a lot of sass. <laughs> um, that's when Mr. D arrives. That was the swim coach, Mr. Mm-hmm. D. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> he arrives to help. I'm not five years old. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we're not five. Arrives, she helps a teacher. And they have a great chemistry, though. I liked I liked their yeah. vibe. Uh, cause he was helping her do the, the doggy paddle and the breaststroke and she's yeah. just kicking and pumping and, but she's slowly tackling her, her fears. You know, I mean, she got, she got to where she was doing pretty good by the end. Like my favorite part I think was where, um, he, he had her doing the whole thing where you put your face down in the water and mm-hmm. you learn to like do the like side to side, side breathing. breathing yeah. I probably shouldn't do that. I'm messing up the mic. I'm like moving my head. <laughs> um, but you do the whole like blowing bubbles underwater and then you come up to one side for breath. Right. And um, she comes up from that one time and she goes, it's messing up my lashes. And he just goes, that's OK. <laughs> and she goes, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but it's but not. you know what? To conquer fear, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. I mean, lash extensions are not cheap. So also, But also, I want her and Mr. D to go on a date. That'd be cute. I think I, I would like to see that. Happen. No, he, he might have been. I don't know. I don't know. Potomac, we've had a lot of gay energy so far, so I don't know about these men yet. Um, But whatever. I hope he's happy, too. (laughs) Yeah. Then we go to Sharice. Sorry, we go to Karen. Uh, Karen and Annie. Annie's back. And they're going flower shopping. Yeah, they are. And they are bending over backwards to make this event perfect for Ray and his late mother. And uh, there's just one thing that they're going to need. Let's play the clip. Hi, how are you ladies today? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Anything I can help you with? I hope so. Uh, my I'm looking for cherry blossoms. Unfortunately, cherry blossoms are out of season. They're only available in the spring. Okay, well, they can be imported from somewhere. Unfortunately, they can't. They only bloom in the spring. It has to be possible. Nowhere do they grow during this time of the year. Could you silk? I, I don't silk? think so. No. What's wrong with silk? Fake? There's We're, nothing like real. We're moving on. Uh, can you Let show me, show me a ro- where the roses your rose selection? I really, really appreciate that. I'm really disappointed that I can't get my cherry blossoms. But I know any will help me pull together a beautiful centerpiece in memory of Mrs. Huger. Okay, so <laughs> um, the cherry blo- the hunt for the cherry blossoms did not end so well. This poor florist... <laughs> this poor gay florist yeah. was not what had his hands uh, his ass handed to him he, yeah um because these women were not accepting no for an answer because he and he was doing his best you know well i'm sorry but uh actually there's no way in hell 
right. you're going to get a cherry blossom and this time of year. Right. Actually, they grow nowhere this time of year. Right. Well, surely they, and, but Annie was a little rude, I got to say. I didn't read it that way. I just, I, she might have been jokey about it. It could have been her joking, but the way she was like, well, they can be imported. I don't think she was joking either, but I didn't read it as rude. Um, I felt like he had a little bit of a tone. Oh. Um, which is fine. You know a lot more about flowers than me. That's okay. You're supposed to. That's your job. That's your job. It's not mine. <laughs> Here's the thing. Annie's job is to advocate. In this situation, like, why is she there with her other than to, like, advocate for her and handle situations? Correct. Yes, That's you're what right. a personal assistant 100%, does. 100%, yes. And you can see Karen's little spying eye. It's, <laughs> like, looking at her every single time. Like, Mr. Florist says something, and it's not what they want to hear. And Karen looks at the florist, and then she looks at Annie. And Annie's like, well, they can import them. No. <laughs> They don't grow anywhere this time of year. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I read it as I'm doing my job. I think it was two strong willed people. Yeah. That clearly there's nothing I could do. There's nothing she could do. But they were trying to make the other one budge a little right. bit. And uh, they were the, each trying to call each other's ooh, bluff. But yes. Then once he said, there's always silk. Oh, my God. That eye twitch from Karen was so real. Karen did not like the idea of silk flowers. Like, like I, I thought she might have popped a few brain cells that eye twitch so hard. <laughs> yeah. The face that she made was so visceral. Yeah. Like it Disgusted. But I do feel bad for the florist only in, only because like. Yeah, he. Would you? I think only because I work in the service industry, and when you have people that mm-hmm. really want know what they want when they come in, but they can't have it when they get there for whatever reason, people like that just they're not always fun after that. So, no, yeah. However long this scene lasted, I hope you know because they did settle on the roses. He shows them to like a nice, very pretty arrangement of roses. Yeah. So that that was able to settle Karen's you know hype for this party. But Karen really wanted those cherry blossoms, which I get it. Cherry blossoms are very beautiful. They are beautiful. But also, shouldn't you know when they're seasoned? Okay, so my thing, too, was like, he's like, they only bloom in the spring. I don't know what season it's supposed to be. I don't know what the time of year is. But so when it's spring in the northern hemisphere, Mm -hmm. it's fall. So if it's the fall, in theory, it's spring in the southern hemisphere. So you could import them, maybe. Maybe they just don't grow them in the southern hemisphere. I don't know. Or maybe it was like winter, and so it's summer down there, and they're just not in season. I don't know what season it was. But I think I would have been an any. I would have been like, well, we can import them. Somebody grows them in a hothouse. There are ways to get flowers. Do you think roses bloom all year long? (laughs) Do you think so? Because I can barely get them to bloom. (laughs) I'd be the same way, honestly. I'm pushy, and I well, want. Well, aren't what I cherry want. blossoms like sort of? Aren't, aren't they more like an Asian kind of? Flower? I think they're native to to Japan. Maybe yeah. You hear about cherry blossom festivals and stuff like that with the geishas. So I mean, in theory, like okay, I get it. Maybe he didn't have them in the store. I feel like you know what? You're turning me around. I think this florist could have done some more work. He had a to find to find some cherry blossoms. Okay, no, you, you you turn me around. I only say that because I have been that person dealing with a snooty rich person in the service industry who's been like kind of glad to tell them, no, we don't have that. And mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to do anything for you about it. I manage a restaurant, by the way, and Buckhead, and there are times when people <laughs> really want to step to me in their days. Most days I'm very nice and accommodating, but there are days when I'm not having it. And no, we don't have that. And I'm kind of glad to tell you that. <laughs> and I think he was having that day. Yeah. 
So I saw maybe not the best of myself in him. And I went, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> and the way his voice was sort of just like very monotone, very just like no emotion to it. Uh, I think he couldn't wait to get out of that scene. And he, yeah, I don't know. He had that really fake affected yes, sounding fake. voice too, like the head voice. <laughs> and then like a. Oh, then we move to the day of Karen's event. Karen's getting her makeup done and i love this moment where she's telling her like makeup team about this time that she was mistaken for a drag queen oh my god and it's just like i have a feeling that might have happened more than once no shade to karen no, but yes she has very strong features and i mean i've been mistaken but for a drag you know what queen. she was able to laugh it off like yeah he said you're a drag queen right and she's like oh like laughing and about then she it. killed him in the alley yes no he's dead now <laughs> rip um rip. ashley wants to wear purple it's the alzheimer's color but she picks out a blue dress. Yeah, she calls it purple, <laughs> and she says her boobs look great in it. And that it was weird. <laughs> like that, that clearly there was no like way that that dress was actually purple in real life, but it just shows up blue on TV. Right? I don't think so. I mean, maybe it was like royal purple jewel tone, and it just showed up blue at red blue in the cameras. But like, I'm having trouble believing that. Also. I couldn't even see her boobies. No, I could not either. She was like, my my boobs look great in this dress. And I was like, where are they? Also, she's 26. Like, I'm sure her boobs look great pretty much wherever you put them. Well, so. and she doesn't have gigantic breasts. No. So you don't want to put on something that's loose and flowy and say, my boobs look great in this. Where did they go? We've talked about boobs a lot today. I don't um, know. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Karen's guests start to arrive. It's a launch. So basically, it's this particular party is not the fundraiser. This is the launching party for the O'Gala. So it's, I guess like a, this is what you should come to expect. This is a yearly event and this is the first one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. The, the details are hazy and we shouldn't ask too many questions. Probably not. Uh, Katie is very unimpressed by the gala, by the way, because it is 100% in Karen's living room. <laughs> like, it is. Um, and it's basically just some high top tables with some red fabric over it mm -hmm. and a flower arrangement between each one. So there's maybe like four or five of those in the mm -hmm. living room. And then that's it. And then there's like at the, up front by the front door, there's a little jazz band yeah. and they're playing their little jazz standards as people come in. And then that's all we saw. That's all we saw. Um, there was a little like platform up at the front that had the big like odessa flower mm -hmm. arrangement the, the big 89 roses and, yeah and yeah and that's where uh they made their little speech introducing the the organization or whatever mm -hmm. it was going to be um yeah I don't it know. was it was just yeah. it was kind of like a rinky it was a runk dunk affair like it was but it was also really shady of of katie to like i don't know i just feel like she's always has something negative to say she, she does and also her dress was bad, so Shady Katie, turn it around. Yeah, I did notice that she had, it just didn't fit well. It didn't fit well. It, like, she's a very, She had like, kind of that thing that people sometimes always yeah. get, the little, the ro the little rolly rolls, because well, it's a little she, too tight on the side. Right. She's a trim girl. She's very trim, yeah. And, but she looked like she had paunches, like, mm -hmm. underneath her, like, armpits and breasts, and then the the dress had no support whatsoever for her breasts, so they just kind of looked pancaked down. So it looked like she had no boobs, fat underneath where her boobs were. And then the rest of it was fine. It was just long and black. But, yeah, those cutouts weren't doing her any favors, and she needed, like, a strapless bra or and something. And you can't be the self-professed self model extraordinaire been in the game. Girl. Ball and gala girl, yeah, and pull off a, a lame look. Right, and if you're going to be shady, then bring it, bitch. Yeah. Sorry. 
Uh, it's turning on Katie very slowly but surely on this I don't podcast. Like her. I'm coming for her. Um, Giselle says, you know, Giselle was shady too, though. She was. Very she shady. says, oh, they. Giselle talks to Katie. She's like, oh, Katie, I missed you at my makeup party. I wanted your model expertise. Oh yeah. And Katie slams her right back. She's like, well, you can send me some samples in the mail if you want. Like, right. Oh, these two did not get along. Like, yeah, they don't like each other at all. Um, Robin arrives. I love this. She says, well, Juan wouldn't like this event, and they don't do much together. So he didn't come. Like, yeah. She says, pretty much if it's not us hanging out with the kids, we don't spend a whole lot of time together. Like, yeah. Ugh. Oh, I found my bad insult, my specific bad uh-huh. insult that I wrote down of Katie's. She called Giselle's makeup thing an unfocused group <laughs> damn got him <laughs> i just listened to an that unfocused. Like, she called it an unfocused group but but it would be funny if she's like it was, it was she added the d to it like an unfocused yeah, she didn't no it was just an unfocused group she's like, like yeah i didn't show up to giselle's unfocused group <laughs> i was like you are lame <sighs> katie rost of yeah. the rost foundation get it together um I love, oh gosh, okay. So Karen is sort of with all the girls and she's telling me, you know, Ray defended my honor. He told Michael how rude it was that Michael showed up and we were on a girl's trip and Michael did apologize. So that's why, you know, they're allowed to come, blah, blah, blah. And then Karen and Ray attempt to give this speech and it is not only an awkward speech that they're giving at an awkward time at an awkward party, but here... Here comes Ashley and Michael there to ruin their day once again. So yeah. let's let's play that la- the final clip of the night. Let's go. It's uh, certainly appropriate at this point to speak a little bit about, you know, why we're here and what we're trying to do. With that, I'll let Karen say a couple of words. Well, you all know my passion is to launch Ogala for next year. This is the the blowing of that horn. Does Karen not notice the blowing of that horn? That was funny. I would love a donation in memory of Mrs. Odessa Huger under the Ogala event. So with that, I'm going to introduce collaboration. Oh, collaboration is opening the door. (laughs) Good enough. All right. So anyhow, Please enjoy. Enjoy the evening. So a lot's going on here. First of all, we were talking about while I was playing that Karen looks amazing. She's she looks wearing, stunning. Like yeah. her, um, <laughs> not to mention people's breasts once again, words, <laughs> like, but her breasts looked amazing yeah. with like this beautiful green little, you know, knee length dress. It was just tight and right. Yes. Like that's, she did what Katie couldn't do. Like She did. She wore something that absolutely flattered her figure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and Ray is trying to give the speech, and they're trying to explain what the gala is. And and I just rewatched the scene, and I still don't know what still it is. Know. I know it's for Alzheimer's research or awareness, right? But like, I don't know why everyone's there that night. And she says this is the precursor to the gala, to the fundraiser. Right. But this is like an introduction to it, right? It's a launch party. It's a launch it's party. Not we're not launching a book or a single or a CD. <laughs> it's a gala a, launch. Right. Like, it's, it's odd. And then the whole time, Ashley and Mike are out front just ringing that doorbell. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was just, it was very strange. And then during the speech, like Ray's like, oh, we'll get the door. And like, it, it was just yeah. a mess. I love how Robin kind of talks like she's high a lot too. She's like, do you not understand like that running, running of the horn or whatever? She's like, what did she say? Like, that was weird or something yeah. like that. Oh, that, that was, was funny. That was kind of funny. <laughs> like, 
I like Robin's just very low key. Like when she's really not involved, is. she's like, that was pretty fucking funny. Like, she is. Yeah, I like Robin. <laughs> um, but then Ashley and Michael arrive. They discuss, you know, the golfing confrontation with all the girls. And this is when Ashley, well, first of all, Ashley says, Ashley is shady. Oh, God. She says that Karen's hair does look good tonight, even though it's been slipping a little lately. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I felt like happened first is Giselle started stirring the pot. That's Giselle's MO. We've talked about it before. Yeah. She started it before Ashley and uh, her husband arrived. Mm-hmm. She was like, the whole conversation with it where she asked, so what happened when you you met with Ashley and talked... And, you know, she says, well, I was really proud of Ray. He did da, 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 da. And Giselle leans in and she's like, ooh, Ray gave Michael the business. Oh, correct. Yes. And so and then, you know, um, Karen's very much like, oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. He sure did give him the business. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like Very like, mm, I don't know. It shouldn't have been a big deal. But Giselle took that little nugget like a hermit crab. <laughs> that Ray she, slammed Michael at the golf right, course. And yeah. she put it on her little hermit crab shell and she <laughs> held on to it for this conversation. And so she, like, takes it off of her little shell and goes, so I heard that Ray gave Michael the business. <laughs> to Ashley, yeah. And Ashley, that put Ashley, like, hackles up. Mm-hmm. Like, she's immediately like, no, that didn't happen. Michael was fine. Like, Ray didn't give him the business at all. They just had a conversation like two adults, which is what happened. Which was exactly what happened, Nobody yes. gave anybody the business. It was just very <laughs> awkward golfing. And it was awkward business if any business was done. Like. For sure. Um... So then, yeah, Ashley starts straight up. Like, she takes it too far, honestly, but she starts shading Karen, like, every single way that she can think of. Which, I mean, this entire episode, Karen was trying to get at Ashley in some capacity. Like, Yeah. And Ashley's already been at the bottom of the totem pole because of the beach trip. Right. So, yeah, I mean, Ashley's hairs are up. Like, her, fla- her, her red flag, she's seeing them all. And Ashley, that's when Ashley sort of says, well, you know what? If, you, if Karen wants to say shit about me, I'll tell you shit about Karen. Right. So that's when Ashley tells the girls that Karen is keeping her daughter Raven away from them because she does not want her being influenced by these messy girls. Right. And the girls, I mean, I would be upset too if somebody said that, if they were actively keeping their kids away from me because they didn't want their kid around me. And this right. isn't like a little kid. This is a 20, 18, 19-year-old adult. Right. Like, it was her daughter, but, like, she's about to go to college. Like, well, she's yeah. an adult kid. I mean, like, what do you think of me at that point? Even Even if it's your toddler, like... Do you think I'm so messy that I'm like going to like teach your children how to like do body shots? Right. And like, like yeah. what do you think of me? Why are we that? I can't even then? handle anything around a child. Like, right. it's, it's rude. It, but that's when we get into like who said what, he said, she said. Right. Because they asked Karen about it. And Karen says, oh, no, 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 no. And it gets into this whole thing where she literally looks at Ashley and she says, I said that I don't want Raven hanging out with you, Ashley, specifically. Right. I'm done. Get out. Like, it was yeah. very much like Karen was not handling. And we didn't, we got a flashback to what was said. Yeah. But it wasn't clear to me if Karen meant Ashley or the girls. Because that's kind of the point of contention. Like, did Karen say she doesn't want Raven to be with any of the women or did she not want Raven to be around Ashley? So what I took from the flashback is that they weren't even discussing any of the other girls. Um, from what I remember, Ashley said to Karen, she was brown nosing. And she mm-hmm. said to Karen, like, I can't wait to get to know you better and spend more time like with your family and get, just get to know you as a person. And Karen says, well, kids are off limits. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we're, we're not going to do that. Like, da da da. Because she then, doesn't want them to be influenced by anyone else besides their peers and their family. Right, yeah. right. It was a weird, it was another weird, very old fashioned, backwards mm-hmm. thinking, maybe bullshit explanation. But the other girls were not part of that. Part yeah. of it. Ashley was talking about getting to know Karen better, getting to know Karen's family better, getting their families together, mm-hmm. like introducing Michael to her family. And so, yeah, I think Ashley was grasping at straws um, and trumping up drama mm-hmm. and trying to stir the pot because she had felt she walked in and kind of immediately felt attacked. So whatever. But I think she took it too far with that, like trying to like turn it into a dog fight. And especially because it was Karen's event and it was an event Correct. to um, honor. I mean, maybe not, but it basically it was part of it was to honor the memory of Ray's mm-hmm. mother. mother. Yeah. So you don't need to get messy at something like that. Well, and like, to be honest, Karen was right. She never said that she didn't want Raven hanging out with the girls. Nope. If anything, she was implying that she didn't want Ashley around Raven. Right. And I think she was saying, when she told Ashley that, she was saying it in the nicest way she could possibly say it. Like, I do not think that Raven should be introduced to the group because it it is old-fashioned, but it's like, if she meant... I don't want you hanging out with Ashley. She said it in a nice way. You right. know, she's like, I don't want her being influenced by like. I mean, maybe she meant I people. don't want my daughter to marry a man who's two times her age. Right. Maybe, mm-hmm. but she's kind mm-hmm. enough not to say that. So. So Karen's pissed. She storms off. Yep. She's upset with Ashley, and she says the last straw was Ashley's antics was putting Raven's name in her mouth, which Ashley was low key wrong. Like she was, yeah. she didn't have her facts right. She was trying to t- blow gas up all the girls and be like, "Hey, Karen doesn't think she can trust you with her daughter," is what she was really saying. Right. And then Ashley begins to wonder if she pushed Karen a little too far. Like, yeah. And it's like. This is where I say she like stirs the pot and then she's like, oops, did I do that? <laughs> I didn't think it would be that bad. I'm just a young girl. Like, I don't know as much as you guys. You guys I are so much really, wiser. I have a really high pitched voice and I don't know things. <laughs> like, I don't know. Look at my breasts. <laughs> you can't see them in this dress, but they look great. And that's when Karen just sort of tells us she thinks what Ashley did was unacceptable and she thinks she has an agenda. So these two are definitely not going to go forward as a team any longer, at least as far as what we know. Um, that being said, any final thoughts on the episode? I kind of want to see Karen and Ashley duke it out in a parking lot. <laughs> I want to see a, a, a wig get dragged. My money, my money is on Karen, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. Ashley's got age on her and maybe athletic ability, but Karen has like sheer force of will <laughs> and wits. So I don't know. Uh, um, I got to say, the more we do Potomac, the more I really I'm just I've, I've seen all these episodes before, but now I'm really getting a, like a true like knowledge of these women and the way they act and the way they they react to certain things. And I, I just love them. Even Ashley, because Ashley really can grow on you. She just has these messy, messy moments. And I want the best for her. I want the best for her and Michael. But this episode just did, it just it put a bad taste in my mouth, especially with just her really reaching and trying to become like some sort of I don't know, this this force that that, that thinks she's spilling tea, but really she's spilling her own mess, you know? Right. And it's it's just not it's it doesn't look good. If, if Giselle is looking more prim and proper than you, yeah, that's an issue. We got to talk about it. Like, right. um, in the meantime, let's get our final segment of the night. Hit it, Parker. So, first of all, how did you feel after your first episode? Was it good? Did you like it? As yeah. far as being on the podcast, not yeah, the, not the yeah. one we just talked about. <laughs> No, it's been fun. 
I was worried I was going to be really awkward, but I was just my level normal of awkward. So. Well, are, are you okay with any time that we need to fill you in and Amanda can't come? You can be our sub? I mean, yes. Okay. We're putting it on the books. Amanda's um. like, she's letting a fire under her ass. She's never going to miss another day. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so what was your favorite part of the episode, Jill? Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Um, I don't know. There, as far as like cute, sweet moments, I really love Sharice learning to mm-hmm. learning to swim. That was super sweet and everything. Um, as far as drama or shady moments, I guess, I guess my favorite was probably. It wasn't even that big of a moment, but it was when Karen shaded Giselle's makeup line and compared it to bare metal. I was just like, this is not original. I just, I love that. She wasn't wrong. No, she wasn't wrong. And because I love makeup. And so I I just had such a visceral reaction to that. I was like, oh shit, you're right. (laughs) I loved that moment. I also loved the cherry blossom drama at the floor shop. Yeah. Because you know what? Shit goes down at the flower shop. You know that shit. If you want a specific flower arrangement and you're not getting it, like I'm not, I'm not in those circles, but I can imagine people get pissed. Um, yeah. So I really like Sharon absolutely not liking the idea of silk flowers. And it's rude for you to even suggest silk flowers. Right. Um, I also really loved Sharice in that swimming pool. Anything Sharice does, I think, is just comedy gold. And she doesn't mean it to be. But, like, I just think she's just – she is so pure. And, honestly, I want her to go in and redo that tagline. I think that's what she – because she's not that mean. No. I think she accepts people. I don't think she just – just because she doesn't know you're not worth knowing – that's yeah. rude. I don't like that. I don't know. I mean, I've only seen the one episode of Potomac, but I don't get that read on her. Like, honestly, I don't either. And I've be, seen all the seasons she's been on, and it's, she's not like that. Giselle's tagline. Ooh. <laughs> Shade. Called her out. Um, also, I really, I did like, <laughs> uh, I liked Robin and Juan's little emotional scene. I just, I liked yeah. the tenderness. I'm rooting for them, and we're on season four, current day, and we're getting there. We're getting so close to them yeah. getting back together. So maybe one day Aww. they can have a happy family again before those boys move out and go to college. Yikes! So, um, in the meantime, let's choose next week's episode, and you Ooh. do our honors. <gasps> I get so, to do it. Yes, you're doing it. Hey. So you go from left. Right. Okay. And then you can choose them all at once or you can choose one at a time. I'm going to do them one at a time. Okay. So the season we're going to, and I want to like tussle on the bowls. Yeah. I, I don't want you to just drag one out. I want you to really choose it. Let the energies come. I'm giving it a good shake. <laughs> I'm really mixing it up here. Let's Where see. Where are we going next week? We are going it's to gonna be Potomac. Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Oh, Amanda. She's definitely going to be here <laughs> next week. And now I think the seasons we have are... One through six. Okay. So season four. Okay. Wow, we do a lot of season four episodes of the show. All right, episode twenty. Okay, so we're doing season four, episode twenty of Vanderpump Rules. Push comes to shove. In the season finale, Lisa hosts Katie and Tom Schwartz's engagement. Guests of dishonor, Kristen and Stasi, stir up trouble. Jax atones for his crimes in a criminal court. Then, in a reunion with Stassi, Lala gets close to both Kristen and James. So, pump kids, we're back in West Hollywood with these messes next week. I can't wait to talk about it. Neither can Amanda. But in the meantime, Jill, where can everybody find you? Nowhere. I don't post to social media at all. However, if you want to look at very old posts I put up, you can find me on Instagram at superchic2021. That's S-U-P-E-R-C-H-I-C-2021 on Instagram. 
Oh, I had such a good time recording with you. I can't wait to do it again. In fact, um, expect to get invited back sooner rather than later. Sounds good to me. Okay. In the meantime, guys, you guys can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's at J... Whoa, I f that up. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at J McKenzie. That's J-A-Y-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-E-E. Um, if you guys want to leave us a comment, rate us five stars, go for it. If you want to be on a guest, if you want to be a guest on the show... Hit me up. I will gladly vet you. Um, but I still have to do like a little bit of an audition process. Cause yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we'll see you next weekend for Vanderpump Rules. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>